Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, Hello, Rob, the old guy from the world's famous Rob Charney Show, and holy crap, Ryan Preston is live via Facebook or something. He's on. Oh my God. And he's dying. Okay. That was a California green. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Get it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So um, we're just going to, so <laughs> because uh, potentially something that'll change the course of history, I want to talk about. If you're listening to this in a nuclear apocalypse. Exactly. Yeah. Or um, Ukraine. So we're going to talk about uh, the Soviet Union or Russia, as they're now known, attacking Ukraine and being in Kiev. Kiev, Kiev, however you want to Kiev. say it. Kiev. Um, Russia, uh, as it's now known since the early 1980s. Well, the, in Ukraine, it's we're talking about not Russia. We're yeah. talking about Ukraine. We're talking so, about Kiev, which so, is Kiev. <laughs> so <laughs> Russia pronounces it Kiev, and apparently because of that, Ukrainians pronounce it Kiev. Kiev, yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Okay, so it wasn't just me who always heard Kiev, right? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I always heard. Okay, just making sure, like, fuck, if I've been mispronouncing this the whole time because I'm dumb, I could have swore I heard Kiev. Well, that's the, as a, uh, as a, the name. that's the home country of my grandmother, and uh, she always pronounced it Kiev. So it obviously huh. changed between then and now, which was 40-some years ago. Okay. It, you kidding? It I mean, changed overnight. It, they, like, I last week, they were saying it Kiev, and all of a sudden, it was heard Kiev. Kiev. And I, was like, I get the instinct of, uh, wait, Russia does what? Okay, we're going to do a different fuck <laughs> That's right. I get it. So I, I want to lay the groundwork a little bit for I mean, most people who have listened to this podcast understand what's happening, but I heard some things today I wanted to talk about. NATO has declared today that any cyber hacking to a NATO uh, any cyber hacking done to a NATO country automatically triggers Article Five, which Article Five means that all other member nations will come and protect said member nations. Yeah. The, um, the other one is Putin has actually said at least once, maybe twice, about activating their their nuclear forces, <clears throat> which. From what I've heard and a little bit of research is one of the few times a nuclear country has said so openly. Apparently, it's, the United States has done it before, but has never done it so open to the public that we'd say United States is preparing the nuclear football. It's always been suggested yeah, well, through back it, channels, etc. I, I think the, the, the particular language of it, and now look, we're, we're talking, we're, we might be splitting hairs here. He might say this and people automatically translate what this means. But the, the actual language was opera, uh, uh, God damn it, what was it? Um, um, his nuclear like response team, like, like, Hey, we're just, we're just letting you know that, that we got the, the, like the <clears throat> nuclear defense people kind of thing. Like, Hey, we're not going to do this unless you make us, you know, is, is kind of what I got from it. Uh, I'm reading it two ways. And so I've, I've heard that, but I'm also like, to me, reading in between the lines is that's also saying, well, that's we'll, right. That's what I'm kind of trying to do the map on. Look, we are willing to go nuclear. I know. Um, right. One of my favorite radio shows today had a gentleman by an, uh, Ian Bremmer, uh, Mike Lyons. He's a, he's a uh, military expert. He, he writes articles and stuff about it was saying that there's a, was it him or somebody who's basically saying there's a rumor that, that, by going declaring nuclear, they may even launch a small, low yield nuclear weapon in <clears throat> Siberia type of thing. 
And so some of this has gone pretty far, but on the other hand, the comparisons to, uh, was it Wilt Chamberlain or whatever in World War II, some of this is becoming awful comparison-y. If, if you actually kind of read between the languages, because uh, Germany has declared that they're going to sell weapons and any people they sell weapons to are allowed to sell weapons to Ukraine or give them, which is the first time in a long time. Trump couldn't get Germany to do that. Um, so there's there's a lot of interesting stuff. The the, the president, the, the, the comedic actor president has been getting a lot of praises worldwide because he, our, um, our commander in chief basically told him to get out of Dodge and he more or less said, give me guns, give me ammo. I'm staying. He said on a report. Yeah, that's a, that's a flex right there, man. All the props go to that guy. That's, I mean, look, whether it's, it's, it's posturing for your people or not, the placebo works on me. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he's even willing to go out there and say that, like, I don't need a ride. I need, I need guns. And, and here's, here's like, a, bro, props, man. And here's the reason why I think this could be world war three or not. There's a couple of things that are just really weird about this. Um, they actually asked Elon Musk to help. Elon Musk put out a tweet that said Starlink is now activated in your country. I don't know how they're going to get the, the units to it, but they're they're already there. Oh wow! They, he shipped they're them. There. They're already there. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's there's that, and there's there is a. I've only been signed up for almost two years now and can't get mine, but hey, let's just start a war and all of a sudden you can get Starlink. So, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The, the You've been going about it the wrong way, right? I must be. I must, I'm going to have to declare war on my neighbor. So <laughs> our, our repository of a lot of stories that we do on this podcast is in a Facebook page called Interesting SHT. And there's a brewery, I think, called Double Tap, or is a, it's a brewery based in... Liv LVIV Ukraine has suspended its beer brewing operation is now making Molotov cocktails for residents against the invading Russians. Um, there's actually Ukrainians who live all over Europe coming back to the Ukraine to fight. I mean, this is the most unique. This is the first yeah. time in my lifetime that I can remember. What, uh, one of the largest Google lookups for, for Eastern Europe has been how to make a Molotov cocktail. Isn't it I mean, fine not, bottle not insert alcohol? Yeah. What's that? That's what. Okay, yeah. I'm just saying. If somebody in their mind has even glanced passingly at a Molotov cocktail in a movie, yeah, and you don't immediately know how to make that, <laughs> well, like, okay, man, that was so, critical thinking. Like, I appreciate you taking the time to look it up, but like, <laughs> like, man, come on. So, so, so there are ways of making them more potent. And less I've got, gasoline. I've got a particular recipe for you. <laughs> less uh, less a gasoline. A little, bit of, little so, bit of gasoline. Yeah. Um, and that pink granulated soap you used to get in school. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm assuming. A, I'm a assuming. Of, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming this Modium is where nitrate. I mean, <laughs> this is where you the want anarchy stable though. Gasoline's good and stable. This yeah. is where the anarchy cookbook is all of a sudden coming handy 30 years no after shit. it was published online. <laughs> There's somebody trying to find all the styrofoam that he can find. Yeah. <clears throat> no kidding. Yeah. I mean, cause this is the first time in my lifetime that I can directly remember another country taking over another country. And I heard somebody say something about attempting, attempting, attempting. Yeah. And to take it over, and their comment was, well, the United States has done it a few times, and they're talking about, you know, they're the Afghanistan and Iraq. And I would say that's different, because the United States wasn't trying modern, to... We didn't really try to take it over. Warfare. 
That, that well, that was this my. This is modern warfare, <laughs> though. This is the stuff they used to make movies about in the '90s. We've never seen this before. Well, we've never seen. You know, the the, the first Gulf War doesn't fucking count. Well, we, we bombed the shit out of Baghdad and we sent a bunch of tanks in against people who didn't have any of those things. You know, maybe a little bit of Saddam's, you know, uh, uh, army with a you know, couple of couple of jets here or there. You're, you're you're misremembering your history a tad bit there when it came to their. They had a pretty decent military. Ours was just better. I mean, but we're talking, it's kind of apples and oranges. Yeah, they had a couple of toys to play with, but it wasn't, it wasn't <clears> Russia. <throat> now, even Russia, you talk to most service mem- uh, members in, uh, in America, and they're going to tell you, like, yeah, we're not really worried about Russia. Well, you know, it's, 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 even that, it's a different level. It, United States is a different level. Let's be legitimate. We spend more on military spending than 99.5% of the world combined. We have, you know, we spend a lot uh, in, in, in No, in for military. sure. More than like the, the next 10 countries combined. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy number. And you know what? I'm, I feel pretty damn safe because of it. So I'm not exactly, <laughs> you know, I, I don't have my feelings hurt. I, I, yeah, I, I, taxes suck. But, and I'm, I'm very much the don't sacrifice, you know, uh, your, your freedom for the illusion of safety. And, and I'm aware of all of that and the pitfalls, et cetera. But that being said, I like toys. I, I like knowing that our, our border defense is just just unbreakable. And you know what? The, the, the coup de grace on all of this Russian uh, uh, force taking over, you trying to take over Ukraine and all the response to it, Pornhub said, sorry, Russia, <laughs> no porn oh, for you. No. <clears throat> oh, oh, no. Oh, Which I Are thought was... shitting me? No, so oh. the, the, what I heard, and I, I don't know how I would prove this, <laughs> apparently what happened is... Well, they're Canadian, <clears throat> dude. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that company to be like, you know what, fuck Russia right now. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently what happened, if you go to the Russian version or the Russian version of Pornhub, I don't know exactly how that end up works, but you go to it and it says, you like, long live Ukraine type of thing or hashtag and there's your Ukrainian flag, <laughs> which, which I have oh, to that's admit... funny. Which I, I have to admit is hilarious. I like that. <clears throat> but there's going to be a coup. In Russia. <laughs> yeah. oh, they go, hey, you can do anything you want. Just don't take away our porn. And so on, on <laughs> top of that. delivered an ultimatum as we speak. Like, listen, man, you are, you are playing with powers that you don't fully understand. <laughs> That's great. And on top of that, the Russian uh, economy is crashing. The ruble is worth like a yeah. cent compared to the US, right. U.S. dollar. They're collapsing. Apparently, according to A lot to the, of protests going on over it, too. Not even just the money. Like, a lot of anti-war shit started even before all those sanctions did. But now all the regular people are starting to feel that pressure via... Uh, you know, outside banks and they're And one of the reasons why I'm thinking this may potentially be World War Three, besides a nuclear threat, is apparently the Russians themselves. Uh, the report I heard earlier was saying a lot of the Russians are saying, oh, it's the new Iron Curtain. Well, look, they're, the they're, only the only way I see I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Like, no, no, it's just it's just there's there's it's really hard to see. Is this a flash in the pan or this is more because you have China involved and China's backing them. So, and China is totally yeah. anti-West. So you have all this stuff that this could be nothing. This could just be politically that, posturing or posturing. But I feel like, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day, because, you know, he called me, you know, he's got a new baby and he's not panicking or anything like that. <clears> but he's just like, man, this is, this is weird, man. You know, this, this is a weird one. You know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about this. And I'm just like, look, you know, for one, hey, if the, at the, at the worst or best we just got more in common with our parents who, you know, lived with the threat of nuclear war before we were born and whatnot. So now we're just like, Hey, solidarity guys. 
Um, the old guy can and, talk and about that. Right. That's yeah. Welcome saying, to you know, my like, world. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like goddamn you kids before you were born. Yeah. You don't understand what we went through. Well, fuck that. We're, we're parody. <laughs> Duck and Poss- cover, man. That possible is... nuclear winter. Right, exactly. And there was a pandemic. So now we're parody right. with the 1960s. There you go. Yeah, man. So uh, we're, we're right there with you guys. You know, we've, we've had some trials, but uh, so all we need is way I bras like burning. A nuclear war, yeah. Yeah. The way I feel like a nuclear war would happen on behalf of uh, on the Russian, because obviously they'd have to fire first, right? I don't think. Well, let's anybody, hope. Let's hope, but I don't think there's anybody crazy <laughs> enough on our side to pull that trigger, in, as a, in, as opposed to just a response. But I don't think that he does it in, unless he feels like he's being cornered. You know, unless Putin feels like you put somebody in a place where if I'm going down, I'm going to take you with me kind of mentality. is That's where I see it going sideways. But if he feels like he can just we like, look, we're giving you all the room in the world to retreat. You know, like there's only people in front of you, man. No one's behind you stopping you from going home. So I want to, and we'll uh, talk about this shit later. Go to your room. And we'll <laughs> talk about this in the morning. I want to, I want to run something by you. Who to you would make a worse wartime president? Biden? Are we really going to go there? Or Trump? Carter. Because <laughs> I was, I was thinking about this. <laughs> the I, no way that was, that was Reagan. Because <laughs> I was, I was, I was thinking about this. Biden. I don't think would make a good wartime president because let's be honest, he's older and he's obviously having issues, not making fun, just what I see and having an aunt who had Alzheimer's and knowing being friends with a lot of people who were older. And then Trump, who was, let's be honest, he'd nuke Siberia just for the half of it. It's like, I don't like this. Let's move it out of the way. <laughs> I'm joking. So I don't know. I just, and, and look, I, 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 I get, um, you know, about the, the, the Biden thing and yeah, he's old and you know, these things and whatnot. I, I have to, to take that with a bit of a narrative grain of salt, of course, you know, depending it's, on who's talking about it. And, and, and look, and I know people a lot of the times are just being kind of flippant about it and it's tongue and, in cheek and it's very tongue in cheek. That's what I'm going for. Thank you. I get it. But at the same time, I understand the point, you know, the overall point they're trying to make. And I get the other side's point about Trump also kind of what you're, what you're saying. I think Biden only because he's a little more dyed in the wool politician. And there's one thing that our country does good is this specific kind of warfare. Um, actually, there is a podcast um, called uh, Hardcore History with a guy named uh, Dan Carlin, who's more of like a history buff, history major in, in, in college, uh, university, uh, and just not a, a paid historian, but does an amazing, amazing podcast on all kinds of history. And he's also uh, was like a, like an ex political news reporter who I I can't believe how, how unbiased and just kind of fair minded this guy can be when he's talking about anything. Very much the old school, like <clears throat> look, here's the both sides of the argument, and this is why both of them make sense, and that's why this is a complicated choice to make you know and but um in any case he had on he had an interview with max brooks uh mel brooks's son who uh wrote uh, uh world war z i i think he didn't have much to do with the movie if was people it, are still upset about that one wasn't he the director of springtime for hitler <laughs> or not nazis yeah, on yeah, ice that was guy, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. uh, but in any case i didn't realize that max brooks 
had become a uh, like a senior fellow, and I can't remember exactly where, as a war historian. Really? Like, this dude knows his shit. Good like, he is a legit war historian and is like a senior fellow with some particular war think tank and whatnot. And he has this great interview with, uh, with Dan Carlin um, about asymmetrical warfare. About how, you know, like we didn't learn much from the tactics of of uh, Vietnam and that kind of guerrilla warfare to really be able to utilize those sorts of new skills in something like Iraq and Afghanistan. And that's where we had logistical troubles and, you know, things like that is we're just not geared to fight that kind of war. But he goes on to, you know, very well explain better than me how this type of warfare and it's fucking prescient how how he brought this up right before all this happened, but uh, how this kind of warfare is really what we do. Like this is our bread and butter. So, you know, like you're saying, you know, we're, we're so far ahead of the game with, with everybody else. Uh, but yeah, I know if anybody's interested, <laughs> go look up the, the interview with Max Brooks and Dan Carlin. Uh, mm. It was a real interesting insight into where our kind of money goes in and what that is is valued towards in a, in a warfare situation and i think the biden god damn i'm making such a long ass point. well you I'm are so will sorry. you get to it i mean you know the show's almost over well, it's you been were nice. making a point yeah, apparently <laughs> i thought I, you were just I talking just, i just re- <laughs> this fucked up man i just remembered i was making a point <laughs> <laughs> that's how long-winded that was <laughs> Well, so then, long story short, I think Biden would listen to his generals more. Done. So I, I, so I, I think <laughs> since since the old guy is the old guy, hence the reason why he has that nickname. Mm. Um, he has the floor. If you're comparing this, it comparing it to well, he paid for the floor that you're. <laughs> that's right. On. This is true. Yeah. But still, so, I'm, I'm in charge. He's talking through, and the board he's I'm, I'm in recording this through, and everything else that's <laughs> no, going on we here. We paid for some <laughs> oh, of this. Oh, oh, Let's yeah. be honest here. Um, so, <laughs> since you've lived through many, many years and ages and millennia of warfare and potential of possible being, you know, another war, what do you think? I mean, what is this flavor to you? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. So you, you don't. Yeah. That, okay. I've got a. I've got a, 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 a. On the heels of that question, like, does this feel familiar in any kind of way? <laughs> well, I mean, the cl- the closest that you know, the thing that was really germane to me, as far as the point goes, is more Vietnam type thing because it's like you're up, you're going. <laughs> it's like oh okay. Uh, the evil bingo game. The, yeah, it was. But but so Europe having all the the problems that they've had forever to a degree. I mean, from the, the, the fall of the Soviet union, uh, you know, and, and that whole issue. And then the next 20 years where everybody was kumbaya and loving each other, it was just n- many of us had talked about way back then where it's just a matter of time before they try to get the, you know, the band back together. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it's, it's disappointing that, um, uh, that we couldn't, in some way influence uh, Putin to maybe not move forward with his plans. I think it's a little disappointing in the Russian people not having, being able to have influence over uh, who they have elected to power or, or not elected, who's uh, actually taken over power in that country. It's too bad that 
things couldn't come back around to uh, control of the people a little bit more. I, I find it's going to be interesting. Uh, to me, I I think it's going to be interesting to see how well the um, sanctions work with the people of, of Russia because it's going to be affecting their pocketbooks. And how long do yeah. they do they stand aside and not say anything, not do anything, when they're starving, they're hungry, and they can't put fuel in what little cars they bought? That's why China's and, there. Well, no. And you probably have enough people in the country who remember what that shit was like the last time. So you want yeah. to hear something interesting. <laughs> you talk about that. So that's my opinion. So I, I, I talked to a lady who grew, who grew up in Soviet Russia. And I, I was talking to her because I asked her what she thought about Putin and she ignored it. But she said, you know, the problem with Americans is they don't, you know, basically you don't feel blessed about anything. You, you go, you go to the store and there's tons of food there. Said when I was a little girl, you'd wait in line for hours for bread. You'd be so happy. And, and she was talking about that people would be excited about getting, you know, going to get guy groceries and buying this and buying that. It's like, I, that blew my mind. It's like you, 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 you miss that you miss waiting in line for hours to hopefully buy food, not getting food, but hoping yeah. to get some. I, and so it's a famine mentality. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm hiding all my money in a mattress and, and, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to save canned food just in case. Cause any minute the shoe's going to drop. I mean, that, that goes back to my, my, my grandmother reusing coffee filters because, you know, she was yeah. maybe afraid she couldn't get more. And it's just, that blew my mind. Just, just yeah. that fact. Um, but, and, and it also, so, you know, that, I, like, sorry. I, I was just going to bring up the thing of Rob saying, you know, that we're, you know, we're putting all these sanctions on Russia and everything. And then we have Americans who are now trying to, stop you know in protest throwing out their vodkas <laughs> now the yeah, idiotic right. thing about that is just about one percent of all of the vodka that is consumed in the united states comes from russia or doesn't does not come from russia so that one yeah. percent is all that comes from russia so when we're throwing out Smirnoff, that comes from Idaho. I think it's <laughs> Idaho or Iowa. It's one of those I states. And then, you know, so, I, you know, just the idiocy of that. And the other thing I want to point out, even if you are, you do find uh, one of those 1% bottles of vodka, it's already been goddamn paid for. If you want to hurt right. the Russian right. economy, go to Russia and blow up their vodka producing plants. See, this is yeah, this right. right here is a potential because it's already been bought and paid for by the time it's here, you idiots. So, so, so ladies and gentlemen, if you're Fucking really looking for that. top quality vodka, I highly Ugh. suggest Tahoe James Blue. Is food critic. I highly suggest I Tahoe Blue Vodka. It's local to our area. Tahoe Blue Vodka, absolutely amazing. And by the way, the folks, the lovely, amazing a, folks at Tahoe Blue Vodka, I would gladly accept this, 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 this free spot for Since a couple we bottles. Get dude wipes maybe we can get blue tahoe right yes i i i would tahoe totally blue. take get the name right. oh tahoe blue, tahoe blue. Excuse i would me. i would totally, but they're not paying us yet i can screw the name up i would totally take a couple of bottles of vodka for me constantly <laughs> mentioning how they were my favorite vodka choice that's tahoe blue tahoe blue.com yeah i still um, have yet to try them they, they came out 
They became a more of a business after I stopped drinking so much vodka or any uh, of the alcohols. So I haven't tried them yet, but I've heard good things about them. They're actually really good. And I'm not a vodka I'm, guy, but they're, they're it's pretty good. I like them. I've got I've got two things on the subject of vodka. One, uh, I don't even care if it's Russian. Tito's is the best. Uh, <laughs> I have not had Tahoe Blue. Apparently, I need to try. Yeah. Uh, but also, just just the more you know, a martini is made with gin. <laughs> I'm just saying. There are vodka martinis. Saying. Yeah. Yeah, and they suck ass. It's yeah, pure I... fucking gasoline. It's made with gin. I would and some driver mood. I know people hate it and capers. That's a martini. I would rather drink uh, a, a, a vodka gimlet over a martini any day. Dirty martinis are pretty good because they mostly taste like olives. <laughs> no, but a, but a, a good gin martini. It's like drinking um, a fucking Christmas tree. That's what it tastes no, like. No, you gotta like it. I mean, I, in my early days, gin was my thing too. But oh, it's no man. I've got a yeah. bottle of gin. I'm it's, gonna die with, along with that that <laughs> bottle of that that green. Um, yeah, but I stopped drinking over 20 years ago too. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at it that way. And to be fair, I drink like twice a year. <laughs> and usually, one of those is me getting peer pressured by my dad. <laughs> oh, there you go. Your dad's. How, how can my dad peer pressure me when we're not the same age? Because he turns into a fucking teenager. When he drinks tequila, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, oh god, I bet he's annoying as shit as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Was he like Ryan at all? I would agree. I so I I, hey, I, I was adorably obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. Keep saying that. I'm. I don't know. Uh, I'll give him that. I mean, I did get him to snort a line of salt. <laughs> oh jeez. It was a pepper. And it was, was pepper, wasn't it? It was pepper. <laughs> so we, we go, we go. Don't, don't try that at home. It's a really terrible idea. So we go from the potential ending of the world, destroying the planet, a movie we reviewed from Real Flix Reviews, potentially coming true, to the greatest show on earth, making a comeback. We review Red Dawn? <laughs> no. Um, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus is going to... They're going to try to make a, a, a return, but without animals. Which, that was the only reason to go. So I'm yeah, kind of yeah, curious, that's kind of what I was thinking. So it's going to be like circus delay, but without animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually cool with that because I loved I loved the circus when I went as a kid, and I was incredibly <laughs> bummed that it actually disappeared because it was something I wanted to take my kid to at some point in the future. So I do hope they make a comeback. Look, I I get that 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 clowns and jugglers are in fact real people despite you know what what is what is obviously shouldn't be the case <laughs> they've they've got to work and I, and I respect that and there's not a lot of opportunities you know for these poor bastard clowns and jugglers to to do find work i mean you know, look what happened you to can't Steve-O. play backyard gigs forever you know right exactly you know what i mean it's like man i can either juggle or get kicked in the nuts for a living <laughs> state fair here we come you know what i mean but yeah, along with the band he'll Cinderella, pay that. he'll hard, pay for that. It's going to be a hard sell <laughs> to break back that circuit. It probably will. I mean, let, let's yeah. be honest. But so, the thing is, it, I, you know, generation it went out of favor like a whole generation ago. Like our parents didn't even go to the damn circus. Their parents did. I took John. You to know, the so circus. yeah. So hold on. This is this You're is. Right. Hey. 
Hey, wait a minute. So back so, up there, buddy. Yeah. Old guys disagreeing with you because I went to Barnum and Bailey Circus in Arco Arena, which, by the way, was the first sponsored arena in, in the world history, as far as I'm aware of. Uh, I saw it there as a kid. Uh, I think uh, Wrigley Field. Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, what gave you the idea it was the first sponsored? Because when they were shutting down Arco Arena, that was all over the news. I never looked. I'm just taking the quotes. Like it was one of the first. It was the idea that bought into yada yada yada. Um, I loved the circus as a kid. I thought it was a great experience. Oh no, people who go to the circus like the circus. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like like that. That was a, a <laughs> so so. What you're saying? A generation and a half ago. So what you're saying is the people who go to the circus. The, those that's the thing the type of people would like. Well, a lot of a lot of folks like uh, like my parents' age, you know, um, it, it wasn't as much of a thing in the '60s and '70s that it was in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. That's uh, probably true, but there wasn't you know, where everybody there wasn't television. You couldn't, right? For sure, exactly. Right. You know, I mean, there was a lot of reasons for it. To the circus when they when the circus came to town, and we didn't have that. So it's not like like me, James, and well, apparently Johnny Johnny might have this thing where like oh man i can't wait till the circus comes to town so i can take my kid like my dad took me you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, okay so they're they're gonna come back that's that was your big news story yeah i got more i think james has got some too didn't he? well one more so, you know i was gonna talk about this like right after it happened but we had a bunch of stuff happen and uh, I think I got talked over a bunch when I tried to bring it up last time. I don't know who would have done that. I have no idea. <laughs> if you just sped up but, and didn't um, drag your... So in... You're just taking forever. In the category of interesting What's luck... taking so long? Did you guys hear about the 11-year-old boy who f- was magnet fishing and found two Barrett 50 calibers? Yeah. Like, like Barrett 50 so the rifle, like the, a whole ass rifle. Yes. Yeah, the news stories have been yep. going back and forth of if they really were Barrett, were they Barrett like fifties? What really are they? And yeah, yeah. yeah so, like but you know, who the fuck is throwing that in a river? Uh, bad guys. Well, the serial numbers were filed off according to the report, um, <clears throat> and so they're thinking it was probably used in a crime. But I think you know, do some cartel shit. Now, hypothetically, if I found this, I would because they were they were kept in shrink wrap. So there probably wasn't very much water damage, if any. And I think I would not be on the news with about this. (laughs) I think I would clean them up. And it said that they were the they he found. Let me try to find out. I think it was the. Bundle put up our home. Um, trying to remember where he said that what he what parts he actually found. It, it didn't say that it was the whole gun. I remember that side of it. Oh, now we're proofreading this thing. <laughs> right now, yeah. I just right now, it. the middle of the show. See, what, what James is <laughs> finding, I just had it. Oh, come on, See, we're, 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 and John's going off on a something else because no. he can't stand you're just, to sit there and let anybody else. It was the lower receiver and the bolt carrier group. Mm-hmm. So that's enough of a rifle to be put back together. You just got to get yeah, the stock it. back on there, and you know, I mean, you could probably find that for cheap. But he found two of them like that. Mm. Now I'm trying to think like, who was long distance shooting people? 
Because I hadn't heard any news of any, you know, assassinations. No. That's why I'm so thinking they probably Marquette. weren't necessarily used in a crime. Well, but if they, well, well, so, was, was it the lower receivers that he, he found the lower uh, receiver? Yeah, the lower, lower receiver and the bolt. The lower receiver and bolt carry. So okay, so that's the serial number would have been on the lower receiver, but you're saying the serial numbers were filed off. So you have an illegal yes. weapon anyway. So who knows? I would I would have made sure I turned them over as well. You, yeah, and <laughs> you're honest with you. And let, let's be honest. You would have heard if a Barrett Lightweight 50 was used in a crime because there'd be holes. And, then, you know, that's they go through yeah, engine blocks. That's what and I'm saying. There would be something that you would have heard of if it was used yeah. in a crime. It would have been on national news. Oh, yeah. Well, if they were saran wrapped or shrink wrapped or whatever, I mean, that implies to me somebody staffed them there and they're going to go back for him before the crime. There's but where, where in the world good was thought. It? They were off of a bridge in Florida, like an overpass. Um, Cartel. Uh, the C-102 Canal uh-huh. in Florida. Yeah. I have no idea that's, where the hell it is cartel. other than Florida. It had to be. It had to be cartel. Okay, so here, yeah. I want to, this, this is a very quick Jeez. Google search uh, on Barrett, store.barrett.net. Model 882A1, upper 50 BMG, flat, dark earth receiver, 20-inch barrel. Guess how much the cost of this upper receiver is. $5,069. Jeez. Wow. Wow. See, now they said there's two of them. I'm just wondering, maybe you could sell part of one and <laughs> put the other one back together. I don't know. How many just people thought, <laughs> how many people have, who can afford a Barrett lightweight 50 of any version or variant? They've yeah. got to be like 20, $30,000 guns. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say they're around yeah. 10 to 15. Yeah, I think Ryan's probably right. And heavier than hell. But by the time you add an optic could work that can work with <clears> you know, <throat> something like right. that, you're right there right. To where John's at. So Yeah, no doubt. You're, you're and, not, and then I you, couldn't believe how expensive optics are, man. That's, oh, yeah. Optics ooh, are as ooh, much ooh. as a gun these days. And, and yeah. then you can't afford to yeah. feed the thing. You know, right. you just, right? Yeah, true. You, for what it costs per round. So it's like... Ridiculous. Yeah, one like aren't fifty cows like they're not a they're like ten bucks a round or something. Yeah, like now that, I think it yeah, um, yeah, last time I looked, they were uh, closer to five to six dollars a round, but that was like okay ten years ago. Yeah. So here is some Lake City so, fifty BMG ammo, fifty rounds of six hundred and sixty grain full metal jacket M thirty three ammunition, a hundred and fifty nine dollars. Four fifty rounds. So oh. fifty. So what? Uh, oh goddamn! I gotta pay more attention in math class. So it's one fifty nine <laughs> divided by fifty. <laughs> it's three dollars and eighteen cents. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. So it's come down in price, not gone up. I just still one hundred fifty nine dollars for fifty rounds. Yeah, but on the other hand, Dude, box of nine millimeters almost cost you that. <laughs> Shit, last, <laughs> last time I bought 357, it was like 70 bucks. It's like, wow. I know. For a while, their ammo was ridiculous. I, I did want to notice something that I think is interesting. Talk about the previous yeah. conversation about the war in Kiev in Ukraine. What is it good for? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Anonymous. The hacker group Anonymous is going after Russia. I think right okay. there is the most interesting story of the war is when you have them. Cause there's been apparently hackers of 
worldwide who are starting to really screw with Russian infrastructure, like shutting down you know websites what? and stuff. That's the thing, man. All of these things happening from every different angle. How the shit? And I, I make no claim on knowing the the geopolitical, you know, uh, structures in place and, and egos and all of that stuff. But how the hell does Putin walk away from what he's done and not look like a total bitch? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, that's the thing is, uh, from what I heard this morning on the radio, I didn't actually look this up, but according to the Russian generals that he was listening to, they said that they would have this entire war over in 11 minutes, that they were going to have Ukraine. All of Ukraine subdued in 11 minutes. Well, I think they just thought and <clears throat> Ukraine. We are in day what now? Yeah. I think they just thought Ukraine was going to roll over and just play, you know, okay, come on, you can have us. And it, it didn't happen, obviously. <clears throat> you know what should have happened instead of rolling in the tanks, blowing a city up? What Russia should have done is bring a pack of Audacity, sit down the uh, sit down the pack of cards, bring a couple of vodka, and throw a party. Let's let's figure out who gets the country via our amazing sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the game where dignity is overrated. Go to o d d a s s i t y dot com. That's o d d a s s i t y dot com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And this just that was the most ham fisted. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Quite Thank the you, segue, Ryan. Right? I was going to comment, but quite you made me too. Wait, wait, hold on. Before right. before you go and lambasting my segue, I do want let let y'all know if you're interested in buying a card game from our uh, from our sponsor, go to Audacity's website. Use Madtrail all caps one one word for ten percent off your final order. And don't forget, Audacity can stop wars. <laughs> Um, Melanie might just, you know, have some words with you over that one, John. <laughs> no, Melanie would say, heck yeah, throw in a card game, couple of vodka. You'd, you'd have fine. some fun. Yeah. You'd have a fun. Well, she's a mother now, so maybe she's. Well, somebody's obviously going to watch the baby. So somebody would be have to be watching Biden and this and this. careful thing. what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, you know, one of the sad things about this Ukrainian situation, too, the Russians actually did destroy something that was that I really thought was pretty cool. Was it the airplane? Yeah, no, no. The Antonov AN-225. They went and destroyed the world's largest cargo airplane. Wait, that was destroyed? Yep. What? When? Yeah, during, uh, I think, day two of their invasion, they went over there and destroyed it. Wow. I think they were mad. What that, about the <laughs> They were mad that the <laughs> Ukraine had that plane. They couldn't take it. It was stupid big. So no kidding. So that's why it's the world's you, largest. So hold on. Like how? So the world's largest cargo plane was reported destroyed in Ukraine from this insider article. The Antonov AN-225 was the world's largest cargo vessel, a plane armed with six engines and a massive cargo hold. Confirm it was destruction of the mammoth uh, firing a Russian attack. The beloved plane was a one-of-a-kind built by a Ukrainian aircraft manufacturer. Yeah. It, so far, it doesn't give us. I don't see a specific date. Yeah, it's a, it's a real bummer. Man, no kidding. Yeah. 
I mean, you could probably see it from the sky like a freaking landmark, though. You mean, you know what I mean? Like, just like, like, oh, man, I got to pick a target. Wow, there's one. Was yeah, it, was probably. It, was it working or is it like? No, a- yeah, it was working. It, it's been, it was going all over the world delivering cargo everywhere. Anything that was really super big. It was. Okay. You know, it's a shame that it was still on the ground over there, that they couldn't have gotten out of there. Because I was wondering if it was like the spruce goose, but no, this is no, an active. No, wow. this was a, an active sucks. aircraft. Yeah. So that's a bummer. Oh, well. So Boeing's yeah. happy because, you know, they, they can produce some more C5 galaxies now. And every, <laughs> and everybody I know who works on planes is crying. Yeah. I've heard more. Yeah, I, I've, getting... I've heard a lot of aircraft mechanics talk about how crappy the C5 galaxy is. Hmm. It's like the old guy's comment of the, the, the Streep Seeper shotgun back in the day. So he said it was like shooting a Coke can buddy of mine uh, uh terrible uh, former marine uh yeah 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 once marine i get it yeah he's a marine um he uh <laughs> says that he fucking hated the osprey oh well um, you know they 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 finally got most of the bugs worked out about a year ago yeah 30 years <laughs> after they, they started the it diciest thing in the world they'd be like oh we're gonna transport you on this he's like oh please no Come on, <laughs> no why why are yeah. you doing this to me? She so, said, apparently, I mean, like they, they had all kinds of problems. They'd crash and, you know, just not a plane you want to be in if it's going down. So is that way, is that when they start handing out the crayons to calm down the Marines? <laughs> That's to a couple of friends of mine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, did you yeah, know, I didn't, you know. I didn't know this was an actual thing until recently. There's a, there's actually a hotline called Colin Oates that only plays Holland Oates songs for you when you call the phone number. Colin Oates. It's really it's true. It's seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. It actually plays Holland Oates songs. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> That's like the old days of calling. Yes, I did know that existed actually. I did not. I thought it was hilarious. Well wow. if you knew it existed, why didn't you bring it up before? Because I didn't know the number. I just heard rumors. Oh. Uh, the guy who uh <laughs> Prokel Harum Harum singer died at 76. Gary Brooker. One of my favorite songs. He was the writer of a uh, lighter shade of pale. Mm. I was kind of bummed about that. Cause I love that song. Um, he was the writer for it. Uh, that's what he was. Uh, the art, one of the articles I, I read was that he was attributed to either being the writer or co-writer. Okay. I didn't know if, if Prokel Harum had uh, written it or if they were just the, the performer that I knew, but I damn fucking love that song. There's a ton of great song and I've never heard the, this is one of the case for me that i love the original and anytime they get away from the, the piano in the background, that the organ, it ruins it to me. That organ is the best part of that song. Yeah. I have heard just straight piano versions of that song. Um, they're really good, but yeah, no, to me, you can't beat that whole, that whole vibe you get from that pipe organ. I don't know if it was a pipe organ specifically, but yeah, that, that, that was a great sound. Hey, died on the night. I think I remember that was John Lennon's favorite song. Hmm. I, I kind of like that song a little bit less now. <laughs> <laughs> What's your problem with John Lennon? He was an asshole. Well, I give a shit. <clears throat> I'm not a big Beatles fan, so that that's kind that's kind of why. Honestly, I mean, they have, they and have, even. <laughs> there's, they, they have songs I like, but I could, 
if I had a best of album of the Beatles, I could be happy. I'm just never been a well, giant Tiny Beatles Tim fan. has a song I, mean, I like. Know, That's enough. not saying much. Like I said, they have songs I like. <clears throat> I'm going to write note to self. Contact attorney <laughs> dropping Jonathan from. I'm sorry. Did they sing this out loud? <laughs> That's yeah, it. No, agreed. That's some that's some heretic shit you just said. Jeez, right. Hey, I can tell you why. <laughs> I, I know that they're amazing and revolutionary for the time. I've just never been a giant fan of them. Plus, they they, they wrote "Yellow Submarine," which is the worst song written to man next to Hanson's yeah, Mbop. They also you... wrote everything the Beatles had ever written before they were all thirty. So the, the amount of shit you've heard from the Beatles was all before they they each turned 30 years old. That, that They're like the most prolific writers of all time. I would give that to Dolly Parton. You're out of your <laughs> effing mind. But as far as writing credit, Dolly Parton will go down as one of the greatest songwriters in history. I mean, hey, I will always love you. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm constantly trying to let people know that she wrote that. You will? You You will always love me? He's a mas- he's a masochist that way. <laughs> uh, so, Rob, were you ever a big fan of the NBA at any point? Um, so I like watching basketball. And uh, were you a fan back in Michael Jordan's day? No, not really. Uh, you know, I okay. I've kind of gone in and out of <laughs> with basketball a little bit, but. So I'm just bringing this up because there was a record breaking sale of one unused NBA ticket from 1984 for Michael Jordan's NBA debut. Hmm. How much do you think that that went for? (laughs) 2.5. I, you know, I, I just go ahead. Just break it to us. Now, the guy put it up for sale and said he would accept $500 for it. Okay. The ticket sold for, I think, uh, doing the quick math, 10,000 times that. (laughs) Okay. Well. $468,000 is what he got for that ticket. Okay, and the, and the question and like, always is why. Okay, I mean, you can't redeem the damn thing. Uh, no. It's it, past his due date. You it's can't so, go back and see it, right? It's the only surviving ticket, I thought. Doesn't matter. Yes, it's, it's the only ticket. surviving uh, unused ticket. It's a piece of freaking paper. You know what? The, the amount of money that people... no sp- value. You're right. The amount of money that people spend on sports stuff whatever it may be yeah Yeah. it's just mind-boggling is a degree is somebody who's a minor collector of yeah very minor minor collector of memorabilia (laughs) memorabilia it's it's more at least for me in the stuff that i collect it's it's more the it's it's a a snapshot if your wife knew you even spent five hundred dollars for that ticket you would have been sleeping out with your dog no, I'd be moving back into the house, <laughs> your house. Um, no, but no, but it's, we wouldn't let you either. 
but it's, it's actually you'd be selling that and buying yourself a new house. That's right. Ryan, you'd be getting another roommate. <laughs> um, it, it's it's for me. It's 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 just it's a, a snapshot in time. So yeah, stuff, but the stuff but, I collect. But this is just this is stupid, and, stupid money. No, no, I agree. It always comes yeah. with the worst. It always comes with the worst answer of all time. Like, like, oh, what is this worth? As much as somebody will pay for it. Exactly. Like, that didn't answer my question. Yeah. Thank you, you suck. So, yeah, I got an answer I was looking for. So, the Beatles wrote like a total of two, uh, two hundred and twenty-nine songs. Oh, Dolly gee. Parton has written nearly eight hundred. Granted, you know she's had a a career longer than the Beatles. But I rest. What's my, your point? Just because you can write songs, I mean, she has, I like she has, Dolly, but she don't has me. more hits. <laughs> <laughs> she has more hits than the Beatles. I'm, she's like the ranking number, like the top number one. Yeah, I'm, I'd be, would not be surprised if she did. I need a list, John. I need a list of the John. You, you should stop while you're still on the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's too late. He's he's, he's done. He's toast. I'm just, now I'm just goofing <laughs> off. Jeez. Uh, yeah, but I just you know I read things like this where this guy you know sells these tickets for this. I mean, it just boggles my mind that people will do stupid shit like this. Like, what is this going to do for you? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, the other guy, you know that that was selling it. I, I don't blame him for selling it because it's like it's just garbage, you know, to him. You know, he just had it. So, I mean, it just baffles me that somebody would want to spend that much money on something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and so I suppose. Uh, and I mean, just, and yeah. being Michael Jordan, I would wonder what he would think about this. If he, it, I'm sure the news reached him, but I just, you know, I wonder what he really thinks about this. Like, uh, he's probably you know, laughing. He's laughing to the bank well, every day, be. right? I mean, I mean look, how, how much how much less or more arbitrary is it than the sneakers that he would have wore during a championship game or, you know, the rookie yeah. baseball card? It's all, you know, it's the, it's the fucking goodwill hunting line. Like, why don't we get together and eat a bunch of caramel? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's just as arbitrary as drinking coffee. Like, it, it's... It's all equally ridiculous if you actually think about it, you know, and there's probably some piece of fucking Star Wars, something or other. I mean, if I was stupid rich, the amount of money I'd probably pay to have like the original Luke uh, Skywalker lightsaber, you know, um, which oh, yeah. would have been Anakin. But that's but something nothing. you can take out and beat the crap out of solicitors with. <laughs> Right. You know, you know for sure, and and the the lucite case that I put that ticket in, I could beat somebody pretty hard with too. But you know, it's it's all equally whatever. Like if you look at it and you get some kind of feeling about it, it's the you know the whole art thing, eye of the beholder, the cop out answer. So I don't, you know what, I don't. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of of the guy I can't think of his name right now from basketball <laughs> when he's taking him on a tour of his house. And he shows him the bat and he's got the players in their little cases and they're there for a little while and he's paying them an exorbitant amount of money to be there. It's like, what the point, what the fuck is the point of this? Hmm. And what was the, who was the bat that he had? I'm trying to remember. It was some famous baseball player. You remember what I'm talking about, Ryan, from basketball? Um, it was uh, Reggie Jackson. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't him. I don't think so it was Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie Jackson wasn't the case. I, I think this is where the old guy says this isn't real flicks reviews. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, you know, gotta gotta cover this time with something. So. I, I I did want to say, far as collecting memorabilia, since I collect ancient Disney stuff, like granted, I I haven't even remotely spent what these guys spent on the ticket. It's it's kind of fun to have. However, if I spent that much money on a little Disney thing, I, I think I'd feel guilty about it. Well, first of all, somebody spending that kind of money obviously has more stupid money to throw away than they do brains. Anyhow, yeah. you, so, you, you could buy you you could buy something that will be worth money in the future versus something that <laughs> I, mean, I don't disagree. They already, with, they already but, own that. Yeah, I mean, when you got people <clears throat> spending that kind of money on something as stupid as a ticket. <laughs> from like you know whatever it was but it's just because i mean there's it'd be like for those people it's like you spending ten dollars to, to buy a big mac i mean so, right it's it's just there's no some legitimate can't relate to it legitimate it question way. will that actually be worth money in the future like say 50 years from now will that be worth something well that's a good question because like but not all babe ruth stuff is worth money no it's not Partly it has to do with, you know, he saw he, he, signatures from Bay, Bay Ruth back then were, you know, he signed all kinds of stuff. And mm -hmm. there's there's lots and lots of stuff with his signature on it. Yeah. This ticket is probably more rare because who else has another one like it? Only the people oh, that were true. at the stadium and how many of them exist because people just threw them away or whatever. Right. Exactly. Nobody would have ever thought they would have been worth anything. I just, okay. I, I guess, right. I just don't get it. Uh, true. Well, but, look, that same guy who bought that ticket is going to look at the the three hundred thousand dollar lightsaber, or you know, a half a million bidding on the the hoverboard from Back to the Future, and think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of. Right. And by the way, I'm totally, I'm, I'm totally for it. If you've got the money to spend on ridiculous things, then go for it. I mean. The ratio that I spend on it versus he spends on it is <laughs> definitely different. Uh, Astronomical? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I spent, um, the most expensive thing I bought was the frame for my Disney map. And, and I got threatened over it almost. So here's the, uh, you know, we were, since this is kind of a Ukrainian day for us here, the headline that caught my attention, Twisted Sisters D. Snyder reacts to Ukrainians using his song as the battle cry. Uh, as they attempt to fend off Russian forces, Ukrainians are uh, finding determination and resolve with the help of a 1984 song by the American rock band. With We're lyrics such as, exactly, you don't know us and you don't belong, Twisted Sister Classic, you're not going to take it. It's being used as the unofficial battle cry for them. How about that? Hmm. Oh, did you, did, you, did, did you read further well, in the article reaction. where it says why he's okay with it? No. Does he go on to say why? Yeah, his grown up was relatives. This was is you was Ukrainian, Ukrainian, and yeah, actually his grandfather. came. Yeah, and his came, grandfather came yeah. from there, and yeah. so I thought that was cool that he was, you know. And there's a famous wrestler, Chris Jericho, said one of his he's like half Ukrainian on his family and was totally supporting it. And so it's interesting to see the amount of people who are coming out and supporting this. Hey, D. <clears throat> Snyder and I could be cousins. I don't think he would. Well, he doesn't look good in drag either. So. <laughs> Quite a few removed, but yeah. Hey, you know, who knows? Yeah, you, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see you digging Twisted Sister music, so I don't think you could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I won't argue with you. My favorite quote of D. Snyder's: 
He said he looked like Bette Midler in acid in his getup. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. <laughs> okay, John's getting close to that time. No, we still it. we we still have plenty of time to to <laughs> to talk about the show. I, I don't have any listicles for Melanie this week, unfortunately. I sorry, Melanie. Rob dropped the ball. I did. No listicles. Yeah. You can make some up. It's a busy week. It's busy week. It was a busy week. That's the excuse. A retiree. Wait, it's a busy Monday. week. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like a busy week. Second day of the week, and I'm worn out. That's what happens. Do when you, you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to themadtrio.com. So, anybody right. have anything else to round out the show? The show is round? Yes. Now go sit in a corner. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, for the California pariah, <laughs> the fat man, the old guy, and Ryan Preston, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.